April 12th, 2019. Welcome to the Bust Lab Podcast, Episode 2 with Max and Tommy. What's up, Tommy? What's up, guys? Welcome back to Part 2. Yeah, Part 2. Uh, we're going to roll right into this thing. We just got one quick advert. The one and only Hamilton's Horse Jerky. We just Tasty. got it's it's delicious. We just got sent a whole box of the brand new thoroughbred teriyaki. Um, we're gonna give this a shot. Um, Hamilton's horse jerky is America's first legal, mass manufactured horse jerky, coming in Clydesdale flavor, stallion flavor, and that delicious pony flavor. The brand new thoroughbred teriyaki is gonna be in store soon. Get yourself a bag today, Hamilton's Horse Jerky. Dude, did you know that back in 2011, Barack Obama himself, the president of the damn United States, signed into legislation the exact rule that would allow horse meat production, mass manufactured horse meat production to continue. Did you know that? Absolutely. You know, you won't go wrong. Hop on the website. You'll see the thoroughbred strand. If you're familiar with like weed dispensaries and all that kind of shit, you would call this flavor of jerky top shelf, bro. I don't care what anybody says, dude. Obama did bring the change America needed when he got horse meat production back on track, dude. Because without it, we wouldn't be eating this horse jerky. We're going to actually right now on air try the thoroughbred teriyaki. If I can fucking open the package, work out all day and I can't open <laughs> this horse jerky. <laughs> all right, here we go. Oh, there we go. So as it states right on the wrapper, made from gone lame, thoroughbred Kentucky Derby contenders. Contenders? Contenders. I I only eat contenders. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow, it's very salty. There you go. Open that shit, man. Take a bite. Oh. Hmm. Well... I'm hooked, baby. Kind of tastes like a tastes like a salty old book. This is the only thing I've eaten in the last 24 hours, and yesterday I ran 30 miles per hour for the first time in my life. It tastes like what I think Indiana Jones's hat would taste like. Thoroughbred, I guess. I've never had it before. Are you sure this is safe for human consumption? <laughs> well. Thanks to our friends at Hamilton's for keeping us fed and keeping us healthy. Oh, God, dude, I'm chewing and it's just not going anywhere. It's fucking delicious. Well, after last week's podcast, we talked to quite a few people and we got some really fun input back from, I guess, our very first like freestyled go at the podcast. And it was a ton of fun. And me and Tommy talked about it at length for like days. Yeah, you have no idea how appreciative we are of the response that we got, especially because we just went at it like so freestyle. You know, it came out super organic. Me and Max have had convos like that off air, you could say, just for years, dude. And it felt so cool to be able to just use our chemistry to entertain the peeps out there. It was so nice. Thank you so much. It was pretty cool. A lot of people had. I don't really. I didn't really get any negative feedback. If anybody had any negative shit to say, keep it to your fucking self. Yeah, I started reading one hateful comment, but I just blocked that faggot. <laughs> um, we actually had my friend Hannah, who lives in the United Kingdom, actually listened to it, which literally made us an international podcast. So that's pretty cool for all 140 people that listened to it. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. And look, the ratings came in. It was so awesome. We beat Joe Rogan. Who? Joe Rogan, some rather. Who's that? I don't know. Fellow podcaster. The we dusted fear, his ass. The Fear Factor guy? And then... Uh, Isn't that the guy from Fear Factor? No, nah, somebody else. But then uh, amongst all deaf listeners, we came in fourth. So still room for improvement there. Yeah. I had this thing transcripted in Braille. I don't know. I can't read Braille, so I'm just assuming it worked. Oh, I swear to God, I'm in the McDonald's drive-thru. Drive-thru. And right at the window where you pay, it says, we have Braille menus available. <laughs> we actually, um, if you didn't see, we got a couple, we got a, we have a, a call-in line, and I'll make sure everybody can see it for this next podcast. But we had a couple people actually call in and leave us some questions. Like I said, this, this pretty much became an international sensational hit overnight. So this is a message from some, some dude in, in Arkansas. Let's see if we can hear him. Hey, hey there, fellas. This is uh, Ezekiel Troubadour out here in Arkansas, man. I got a two-part question, I suppose. Look, I reckon this got to be the dumbest damn shit podcast whatever I ever damn done stumbled upon in my goddamn life. Charlotte, turn that shit down. I just got to know, fellas. When's this shit going to end? I want to know when y'all going to stop. And I also want to know, on a personal level, what y'all think about them hot-ass transgenders all running around with that cherry pile hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of cool, I guess. We're already getting voicemails from wife beaters in Arkansas that want to talk about transgender people in 2019. Well, I'm a heterosexual man with children about as straight as they get and i'm gonna tell you something about these transgenders nowadays you can't tell for mm-hmm. one and secondly they're pretty damn hot you don't know you can't tell you can't tell some of them are so hot you can't blame a straight dude for just wanting to scooby do it and find some mystery in their life <laughs> huh you find any of them down in tj oh plenty of times and i'll <laughs> tell you this right now i'd way rather fuck or get fucked by a tranny then hook up with an ugly chick. Because <laughs> the doctors, they're just, they're pros, dude. Put it this way. If Olivia Munn happened to be a tranny, would it stop you? Nah. Oh. Yeah. No. Nah. Well, consider, nah. c- consider it. Um, you know, it's not gay to say, like, Brad Pitt's hot. But no, no straight dude's going to be like, oh, that tranny's hot. Because they're too insecure. I ain't gay. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's the hottest, dude. And I'll sit here and talk about Brad Pitt all day. I'll start a second podcast for fucking Brad Pitt. Sure, sure. I don't know. I don't think that's straight. It's not heterosexual. I don't have sex with them. I just want to talk about how hot he is. It's not. I mean, it is heterosexual. It gives you something it's not to aspire to become, right? You I don't know. Say you go to the gym every day because you want to be more like Brad Pitt. You don't go to the gym every day because you want to look more like a train. You ever see World War Z? Mm-mm. He's fucking sick in that movie. Seen him in Troy? Oh, yeah. Okay. If you're a straight dude and you don't say that you would bang Brad Pitt in Troy, okay, I think you probably are gay. I think you for sure are gay. <laughs> you might want to blow a load right on his Achilles heel. <laughs> dude, Brad Pitt in Troy is my Achilles heel. That's ironic as hell. All right. 
Uh, yeah, dude, regarding the transgenders in 2019 and the cherry pie hanging out, I mean, do your thing, man. It sounds like you got your uh, your wife on a leash. Maybe you guys need a little bit more excitement in your life. All right, we got another voicemail in from a, a fella in uh, New Hampshire. to spread the butt let her let her do her thing brother jeez why is everybody into butt stuff now dude what the fuck is it first thing that comes to my mind is the why you gotta look into it you gotta get that girl's hoe facts that hoe's ducks dick sucking history report alright dude I can't get the taste of that fucking thoroughbred troubadour jerky out of my mouth for one secondly why is everybody into butt stuff now dude I've the only thing that's ever happened with my butt in my life is, is taking shits. Yeah. And we're Americans, dude. We got 18 pounds of undigested red meat in our tracks. <laughs> and you want to get up in there? I know guys. I know guys that are specifically into our friends, dude. People that you know. We know. We're not going to say their names, but I know friends that like stuff in their butt. They can't, they can't climax with their significant other without integrating their butt into it. I've never heard of a man being damn at his wit's end calling calling a stranger about advice because his wife's spreading his butt. But I don't know, man. It's his God-given free will. He's scared to go to hell. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. You're right, man. But you know what? I don't know. I let my wife be miserable as shit. She's trying to spread my butt. If the key to my wife's happiness is spreading my butt and playing with my butt, fuck her happiness. <laughs> I'll give a shit. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go petition for a divorce. Expedited. That's yeah, trust me. She's not just going to slow down or lose interest. You got a long life ahead of you of stretching out your manhole, dude. Either end it now or embrace it, brother. <clears throat> you know what, man? How about you do this? You meet her halfway. Meet her Malcolm in the middle. Meet her smack dab on the corner of Mercy and Compromise Street. <laughs> And see, and see if there's a compromise. See if, see why she's she feels that it might be a domination thing. Maybe she's trying to dominate you, man. Maybe you need to let her dominate you in other areas of of the relationship, so your your asshole is is not at risk. Right? Yeah. Maybe she never truly got over that domestic violence dispute six years ago when you cracked her, <laughs> and this is her way of just getting even, Stevens, dude. Maybe you need to move away from the water, dude. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe it's a trust thing. She wants to put a GPS locator in your ass. <laughs> yeah, you need to start working from home, dude. She's wondering why you got all these uh, overtime hours, but your checks are the same. <laughs> Where are you really going at 3 p.m.? 
Okay. Yeah. Good luck with that, dude. Hope you figure. Hope you figure that out. Um, yeah. The cool part is we don't really care. <laughs> I care. I want to find out what happens. This is suspenseful. Speaking of suspenseful, dude, I just watched the new Star Wars trailer. How's that? It just shows that that uh, Ray girl at the beginning, dude. She's getting she's getting chased by a fucking starfighter that comes up right behind her. She does some fake ass Adam Sandler movie backflip gainer over it. Are you kidding? <laughs> it's so stupid. Uh, I don't know. At the very end, I guess someone's not dead that was supposed to be dead, so people are really freaking out. Nice, yeah. Yeah, good thing in this new Avengers movie, everyone's just actually dead. No one's coming back alive. <laughs> Everybody's oh. coming back. Hey, just so you know, Avengers Endgame, Captain America's gonna die, Thanos is gonna die, Thor's gonna live, and the rest of the people don't fucking matter. You know what else everybody's excited for right now? Huh? Fucking Game of Thrones. Oh. Dumb. All the podcasts I watch, they all reference that shit, like, compare it to what they're talking about. More than sports, more than anything that's way more relatable. <coughs> and it sucks for me, because I don't watch that fucking show. Okay. Me and Tommy are sitting next to my my huge Blu-ray collection. I have thousands of movies. I'm a huge fan of film and cinema. I just can't get into the fucking Game of Thrones shit, dude. I, I love movies. I love film. I love it all. But Game of Thrones, like what, 36 main characters? Mm -hmm. You got to take fucking notes, dude. It's so political. It's so drawn out. It's overdramatic. The action's not that good. There's fucking dragons. And then I just found out that there's a, a girl in it. She's like the queen or whatever what the fuck her name is. Khaleesi, the dragon whisperer, whatever the fuck she is. She used, to, she used to get naked in the first season. And so I watched the first season. She's really hot. Oh, yeah? And then guess what I just found out? I just found out that it was they, they, they used someone else's body in her face. So it wasn't even her damn nothing. What? Stunt cock? <laughs> no, stunt tits. Oh, yeah. She had them stunt That's tits. almost as good. That show is so overrated. You know what show's good? Way better than Game of Thrones? Vikings. I'll take the fucking Pepsi challenge, Vikings versus Game of Thrones. Vikings is historically accurate. There's no fucking dragons. There's lots of sex and pillaging. And then you actually really learn about the Viking people and just the, the ancient Nordic ways it's done by the History Channel. It's the shit. Mm -hmm. You learn so much about Vikings and like the women. The women were ten times more badass than the men. The Shield Maidens, Shield Maidens made dude. They couldn't go to war. They couldn't do shit without Shield Maidens. They were the backbone. The women were the backbone of that entire society. And fuck Game of Thrones. I'll say fuck Game of Thrones. Everybody's excited for Game of Thrones. I'm gonna go look up spoilers, and then next week I'm gonna just like leak spoilers for people that are not caught up. On Game of Thrones. The new Avengers looks dumb as shit, too. I already said it, but just so you know. it's It still looks dumb as shit from the last two minutes of not talking about it. I'm still thinking how stupid it fucking looks. Is there anything coming out? Are you a fan of these Disney remakes or what? No. That new Aladdin, that new Disney Aladdin, looks like shit. It, it, it looks dumb. It looks good, but it looks like they fucked up the casting big time, dude. My favorite recent movie that came out has to be Bohemian Rhapsody because I love Queen so much. I love Freddie Mercury. I love people that get sexually transmitted diseases. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. <laughs> what do you like better? Uh, uh, what was the NWA biopic? Straight out of Compton? I thought that was shit. You thought that was shit? You thought it was good. I thought it was shit. 
Dude, that thing holds up. That thing's really good. I thought it was dumb. You 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 watch that again and then watch the Tupac one they made. The Tupac Holy one, the big one. They all suck. There's someone using an iPhone in that movie in 1996. <laughs> it's a fucking um abomination for the hip hop community, dude. I really liked. Uh, I tried to like. I just bought it. The uh, bad. Bad Times at the El Royale. It's with Chris Hemsworth and and some other people. Is that a sequel to Ridgemont High? No, it's oh. it's it was a kind of like a semi serious wannabe Pulp Fictiony kind of movie. But it, it has Jeff Bridges in it. It has that that black actress singer lady from Broadway. I forget her name. She was just on American Idol, but mm. um, it just never like grabs you. Unfortunately, I'm really stoked for the Joker movie. <laughs> Everybody, I, I like the movies that people don't like because I'm smarter than everybody. Yup. That new Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, I think, is going to be... Here's my prediction. My prediction is that um, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is the prequel to Jared Leto's Joker in the newer DC movies. So, Because in the, in the comics, there's like a bunch of different Jokers. So I think he's like the very first... He's like the dawn... It's like the dawn of Joker... And then Jared Leto, maybe later on in the universe, he'll see like a change into the guard and he'll take over. But that, that that's makes my prediction. To me. Yeah, this Joker's so OG. It doesn't even look like Batman's around, you know? I think you're going to see like other villains. I think you're going to see kind of like that show Gotham. That show Gotham is actually pretty good. It's got like teenage Bruce Wayne in it and shit. It's really interesting. They did it really. It, it, my dad would tell me to watch it. I'm like, ah, it just looks so hokey. And then they really figured it out. They like the Joker's in it. Everybody's in it, dude. Penguin, goddamn Captain America. Oh yeah, <laughs> Power Rangers. John Travolta, <laughs> Street Sharks, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Sonic. Oh fuck! Your grandma with emphysema. That reminds Everybody. me of a movie that actually kicked major ass ready player one dude ah that movie's pretty sick dude yeah. spawn they're doing a new spawn that's probably one that's probably the most excited i've been for a movie in decade old crispy corpse dude they're gonna fucking do spawn the right way and they're using that mcfarlane guy the guy that did, did like the action figures i think they're using him for like all the design of everything yeah well he's the creator of spawn <laughs> so what's up dude you want some muffins i got muffins you want some muffins Zion, those are those the Costco ones. Yeah, or no? I got blueberry and poppy seed. I like the double chocolate chip ones actually. I got I got I fucking have those. Yeah, I got blueberry. I got poppy seed. Who gets poppy seed? I don't. You gonna make some heroin later? They're good, dude. Uh, they're good. I don't fuck with. Those. There's a couple t- Taiwanese kids in my neighborhood nah. that like them. How can you relate again? Because some of us have actual jobs. I have I have fucking jobs and kids and school and shit. I'm about to kill Tommy off the podcast. <laughs> He's about to get killed off, like Jesse Pinkman in Breaking Bad. A lot of people don't know this, but Jesse Pinkman in Breaking Bad was supposed to get killed off at like the fourth or fifth episode. And spoiler alert, he's the only one that fucking lives. How about that? I love Aaron Paul, dude. Yeah, bitch. Science, bitch. Magnets, bitch. You know, he met his his wife at Coachella. He's going down this weekend, yeah. Oh, Coachella weekend. Who's beating up their pubes? Need some beads on my pubes. Coachella's so stupid. What's your Coachella name? Sunchild. <laughs> <laughs> Blonde salad. Mine's HIV bandage. 
Mine's come love. Yeah, dude. <laughs> love come. <laughs> I like music festivals, but I don't want to go to anyone where you sleep above dirt. Yeah, you don't want to go where people are barefoot tromping through their own shit. Right. You want to get high on ecstasy and wait in a three-hour line to pee? And people are like, I saw Lindsay Lohan there. <laughs> yeah, I bet you did, dirt ball. Seventy-two percent of people that go to Coachella shit themselves out <laughs> and keep on dancing. <laughs> hey, my style is fucking eclectic. Hey, you want to go camping in the desert and swap herpes? <laughs> Dude, girls, girls go there and they get so dirty they look like they got fucking spray tanned. Yeah, it's so gross. You can't get a quarter mile near the stage. And I wish we had a guest right now that was arguing with us saying, oh, no, no, you're looking at it all wrong. Oh, it's an experience. It's a, it's cultural. You know, girl, dude, girls dress like they're Native American Indians there. If they dressed like that anywhere else, they'd get shunned on yeah, Twitter. It's straight disrespectful. Oh, my God. All the beads and rope rope stuff. You What, you're running around with your, with your tits all out, but you got a dream catcher covering your vag? <laughs> Come on, dude. It's so dumb. It's in the music. Here's the lineup. I, I screenshotted the lineup because I had a feeling we were going to talk about this. Day one, you got Childish Gambino, the 1975 Diplo. Then you got some, you, oh, Jaden Smith. That's worth it. Ugh. Yeah. I'd rather, I don't, I don't want to shower for four days to see Jaden Smith. Oh. No, it's something, something riffraff. Otherwise, it's not. The, the oh, hooray for the day, yeah, yeah, day, yeah. day two, Tame Paulo. Who the fuck's that? Solange. Who's that? Kid Cudi. Great. Weezer. Fuck no. Aphex Twin. Don't know. Jay Balvin. Don't know. Billy Ellish. I love her. Bass Nectar. Uh, Wiz Khalifa. Uh, Maggie Rogers. I actually like her. She's my like coffee shop, coffee shop acoustic chick. <clears throat> I don't know how she fits into that lineup. Um, day three, Ariana Grande. Lame. Yeah. Why don't you go kill more of my favorite rappers? Yeah. Fucking bitch. She's got to be just the most hateable person, dude. She's She is three foot six. Did you know how tall she is? She's three foot six, 11 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's smaller than my daughter, Everly. Khalid, Khalid. He's actually, I was just talking about him yesterday. He's good. YG, Dylan Francis, Churches. Okay, if I was going to go to any, push a T, day three. Unknown Mortal Orchestra. Whack. Don't know who they are. The way he stands on his board. Whack. The way he can't skate transition. Whack. Even though it is star-studded, it's just not worth the risk of coming across all those unvaccinated freaks. Oh, dude. If you, I would, I would go to Coachella just to look at people in the face and say, Bernie Sanders doesn't stand a chance. I just, I just run around and I, I, I'd wear. Dude, could you imagine if you wore a Make America Great Again hat at Coachella? You would you would get smothered with with uh, student loan debt. <laughs> all the all the people would run up and smother you with their student loan debt. That's the crowd, dude. Give me give me a thirty dollar like when we go to shows. Give me that thirty dollar concert in a in a small little theater hall, mm-hmm. where we can hear Action Bronson sing his ass off. Where we can see the game. Where we can see atmosphere. DMX, Coachella has never sounded remotely appealing. Not even the weekend after Coachella. It's when they do what? Uh, 
what's that country? Stagecoach. They do Stagecoach Festival, which is, I bet, more tolerable than Coachella because there's way less people. But who the fuck is going to go camping and watch country music for three days? Paul Revere? Fuck. Yeah, dude. I'd rather go jack off with a piece of sandpaper and get sunburned. The music festival game needs to be reformed, dude. I don't understand why people are so infatuated with it. I w- if, I'm a musician, and, and as I continuously put out music, I would not want to put out music that people have to be like super fucked up. It's a combination of a few things. I don't want If you have to be super fucked up to come to my music and listen to it and enjoy it, uh, I don't think the quality of my music is very high. Not to bash people. Secondly, I would not want people having to like go broke to see me. I would want my music cheap and accessible and I'd, I'd want it I'd want it delivered to an audience in a much different way. I, I would much prefer to just do like to, like a, a tour and, and perform in front of like three to five hundred people a night rather than a festival where it's just it's gotta be a shit show. Could you imagine like if you are an Ariana all those people, dude, each day there's like thirty artists. It's gotta be like behind the scenes has to be like a fucking mess. I mean, I guess, but if you're in their shoes and you got all these other people on your level to like mingle with and hang out with, it's almost like the people that get to go to a festival are the performers. I guess. I don't know. It's easy to sit back as just like a total amateur artist, musician, and I don't know. If they hit me up to perform Coachella, what do you think I'm going to say? Fuck off. I would, no, fuck no, I'll do it. I'll do it, and I'll, 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 shit, give me a break, of course I would do it, but I wouldn't wanna, it'd be a total, like, obligatory, like, music industry fucking headache, I'm sure. You know Lil B got to perform there before. How many people do you think are having unprotected sex at Coachella? I don't know, dude. Coachella should be passing out condoms and hand sanitizer for everybody. You should. That's what they should have. They should ditch the bracelets and just send people a thing of Purell and some lifestyle condoms and say, party on, Wayne. Party on. It's just so full of these little perpetrators, man, these imposters. It's like you want to go Burning Man, but you still want to be like the trendy person too. You're not fully sold or focused on the art. You're kind of there just so you can say you're there. It's a total fear of missing out thing, but what are you missing out on, dude? We, You and I can literally sit or go pick up a, a friend or just – we can we can make fun out of anything. And I think that's probably super rare because I don't think most people that's can the thing do is that. It's a whole bunch of not fun people having to go here to, to pretend that they're having fun. And the pics on yeah. the gram will prove it. They, they, when I see people at music festivals, I don't get the fashion. I don't get the any of it. I, I don't. I don't get it. I don't think I, – I think music and fashion are like separate entities. Yeah, do they meet and do they like marry up in certain ways? For sure. You know, like you're not wearing a tuxedo to a rap show. No. You know, I'm wearing my Wu-Tang Clan tank top and a backwards SD hat. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I'm not – I don't get it, dude. No. I don't get it. There's clearly money in it, but it's just one of those things where my brain just doesn't align at all when I talk or think about those music festivals. And Coachella is so fucking hilarious to make fun of. And trust me, that's a good thing because when you're a fan and you appreciate music the way we do, 
then you're not going to understand a music festival that sells out before the lineup is released. You're, you're going to Coachella to fucking go. You're not going for any particular artist. If you were, you wouldn't have bought your ticket before they were announced. I do love Childish Gambino, dude. He's got to be a... He is for sure an influence. Hold on, I'm getting. I'm in my fridge getting a damn soda pop. Cherry pie! Yeah, huh? What's that cherry pie hanging out? Are we allowed to announce the sodas we drink on here, like the brands? I don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm drinking a, a Diet Schmanson's, and Tommy's drinking a La Crocs. L Crocs? And I'm wearing Crocs, baby. Oh, man. I still can't get the flavor of that thoroughbred teriyaki out of my mouth. I really want to see Childish Gambino, and I have he, he's never come to San Diego. He does like those like super rare, small kind of gigs. He's he's got to be like the most. I don't know how he's so successful and so famous without having to tour. So obviously he's an actor and stuff like duh. But what I'm saying is he's in such high demand without having to like put out tons of new music all the time. He's his catalog I think is like maybe three albums, and he's for sure probably in my top ten like. Top 10 all-time favorite rappers. I stack him up against most, for sure. Yeah, well, he's staying consistent in a time where half of these rappers have an IQ, like, below 100, you know? And he could just easily give up on the game and focus on comedy, writing, acting. <clears throat> he was in, He was in. Uh, speaking of Star Wars, he was in that, that Solo movie, the Han Solo Star Wars backstory. Dude, he's huge. He's the voice of Simba. Oh fuck! Give me the voice of Simba. He's. I'd rather be the voice of Simba than the fucking live action genie from Aladdin. That's cringe, dude. Oh, uh, what'd you do last week? What did I do last Other week? Other than work, <laughs> did you do another hike? Yep. And I'm just so glad to be in here now, not right after a ten mile hike. Dude, I was dead last time. Yeah, you were fucking late. Goddamn grand opening inaugural podcast. That's what happens when you hit 11 miles all uphill, baby. Well, it's, it's 11 up, 11 down. Yeah. Tonight, Bliss has her, uh, it's, it's Bliss's last practice for this session of her soccer. And it's uh, it's adults versus kids. Mm. Tonight, the mm -hmm. practice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> about about to, about to tell these motherfucking kids what time it is. Hell yeah. No refs? No refs. Whew. Like a ref can stop me. Give me a guy. Need a damn army of refs. I am gonna score six goals. Yeah, I can score six goals most games. I remember seeing you kick one all the way from. You were playing goalie, and you kicked a hundred yarder. <laughs> you see my video on Instagram like three weeks ago. I kicked a sixty yarder. Uh uh. Top left corner, dude. Crushed it. The 50, 50 just glided right into the net. And then the 60, I was kicking, there's like a little bit of crosswind too, so I, I, I gave it a little push right, and it just it just fell, man. It, I could shoot that fucking soccer ball. I went from sucking at soccer when I was still super fat when I would play with Lanny. Yeah. And I could only play goalie because I sucked to literally playing on some of like the most competitive men's leagues in San Diego. And that's a fucking tough sport. Yeah, I'm, that's cool she got you into that, dude. <coughs> I'm a nightmare for a lot of those. I'm too big to be playing soccer. That's for damn sure. No, you got the speed, dude. I mean, you're not stronger than me. You can't outrun me. You can't catch me or outrun me. You got to catch me first to outrun me. You can't shoot better than me. You can't stop my shot. 
I'm a menace. I'm a, I'm a, I'm Jerome Bettis mixed with Dennis the Menace on the soccer field. How's your defense though? Is your defense impeccable? I, uh, I would say that my defense is probably my strong suit. Just not, just joking aside and being like a cocky whatever. But I think defense is probably, yeah. You're not gonna, yeah. You're not gonna burn me on on offense, man. It's just, it's just not happening. Especially indoor, outdoor maybe. I don't, I don't really play outdoor. This is, this is indoor soccer for those that are listening. But, dude, it took a long time to get good at that sport. It took me probably five years. I'm not fucking kidding. Of regular practice, and so I'm very proud of coming from literally cannot dribble the ball being a fat shit playing goalie to actually being able to compete with the best guys out there. At the indoor level. None of that pussy-ass FIFA Cup shit. Yeah, fucking World Cup. What the fuck is that, dude? Come out and play indoor. Give yeah. me a break. You want your heart to explode out of your chest? You ain't a soccer player until you've had multiple cardiac arrhythmias middle of your fucking game, okay? Don't talk to me about soccer. <laughs> I play soccer. Is that why you're loaded up on these Diet Hansons, bro? I don't do caffeine, dude. None of the Red Bulls? Fuck no. Fuck no. Dude, caffeine destroys me. Caffeine absolutely just... Mainly because it dehydrates me, and I do everything in excess. The good and the bad. I'll probably drink... I'll, I'll easily drink four or five Diet Hansons a day. I still drink probably a gallon and a half of water, but... This time last year, I, I mean, I was drinking probably... 60, 70 ounces of coffee a day, dude. All I was drinking was coffee. I'd fill up my, my 32 ounce tumbler, you know, two or three times a day easily. Easy peasy. So I gotta avoid that. I can't do it. It's good. These diet drinks, they don't fuck up your teeth. They don't make you fat. No. They don't cause diabetes. I usually do the stevia ones. That Stevia's uh, okay. Well, stevia, the soda, stevia, when it's on sale, I'll load up on I'll get fucking five cases of that. The ginger ale, and they have a, they have a, a caffeine-free Coke flavor that's super good. That's that's super good to mix with, with booze too. Sure. Like gin, gin, the gin, lime, lemon, and then some the stevia ginger ale. Mm-hmm. As good as it gets, man. Yeah, I recommend it for anyone trying to just get off the soda. Start with diet soda. It'll, it'll be bitter. It'll be like flavorless in the beginning, but you get used to it. And then it's almost like a regular soda is too sweet. You curb it. And then try to go all the way to like sparkling water. I got that too. Once you drink like a green apple Perrier and you say, fuck, that tastes good. You made it. America's got everyone thinking they need these sugary ass drinks. Sugar's cancerous. You look at a Gatorade. It's got fucking more sugar than a McDonald's sweet tea, bro. You want to hear something crazy about sugar? Hmm. So there's back in, I think you guys can fact check the shit out of me. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it was in like the fifties. The sugar industry was advertising sugar as like a health, uh, supplement. They'd add sugar to everything. There'd be pictures of like housewives, like putting sugar in like damn near everything. And sugar became so popular, um, that people's cholesterol would start to rise because of sugar. There's a huge, huge, huge idea that dietary cholesterol in influences and impacts your blood cholesterol. The, 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 the World Health Organization just put out a huge, huge, huge research, um, uh, what was a case study, whatever it's called, saying that dietary cholesterol does not have an impact on blood cholesterol. But what does disrupt your cholesterol is not cholesterol. Guess what it is? Straight sugar. Fucking sugar, dude. They paid off the cholesterol biz back in, I think, the 1950s. I'm almost positive. 
um, to be like the, the fall guy saying, hey, you guys are going to take all this rap for this cholesterol shit. We're going to keep you paid off. Sugar, glucose, cancer cells, free radicals feed off glucose, I think like 300 times more than any other type of, of uh, uh, enzyme or, or byproduct of metabolized, whatever it's called, um, than anything. So literally, for me as a guy that eats very little meat and I'll go, I'll go meatless for like a month, like no problem. Um, I would have no problem eating meat fucking for the rest of my life as long as I'm not eating sugar. And then there's a huge thing regarding the, how, when your body assimilates meat and sugar together in your body, Mm. okay, it's the recipe for disaster. And that's how most people fucking eat, dude. Literally, if you're going to eat meat, only eat fucking meat. Do not be mixing simple processed carbohydrates and sugars with that shit because it disrupts everything. Your body, it throws off your pH. It throws you out of an alkaline state so quick. It, it is a driving cause of inflammation and acidity in your bones and your blood. And that's how people get all these chronic fucking illnesses, dude. Don't do it. Stay away from fucking sugar. Do you remind Mic me Mic drop. You remind me of Dr. Sabi and all his research, right? And it's all common knowledge. They act like this guy got killed just for trying to expose okay. the, yep. the acid, the mucus. You do not want to be eating this to bring the mucus. Okay, you're, you're, you eat one of two ways. You eat, you eat alkaline or you're eating acidic. It's, it's, it's literally two things. Green food is, is rich in, in alkaline properties. It's very oxygenated. It's, it's full of fiber. It's vegetables, okay? Meat and dairy and processed sugar, starches, and carbohydrates are inflammatory. It makes you bloat. It, 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 it throws off the, the, the alkalinity of your blood, it makes you more acidic, and then that's how you get sick. It destroys you from the inside out. Totally. Without a fucking doubt. And that's why that's why people see all these these um, extreme health benefits of not – like it used to be what you could add to your diet, but now it's about what you just remove from your diet. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a, it's, yeah, it's what you're pulling from your diet. And there's not any of these diet, all these fads, fucking keto, paleo, carnivore, vegan keto, which has been like my thing for a long time. You know, I'm eating high fat, a vegan diet, which is actually pretty rich in carbohydrates, but because the fiber is so high in what I eat, I'm still basically burning fat. I'm in ketosis most of my day because I fast for 16, 18 hours a day. Um, there's not one of those diets that all these CrossFitters and bodybuilders and all these guys are doing um, that is not without, excuse me, that is totally without processed carbohydrates. Literally, it's it's all gone. Even all these bodybuilders now, they fucking pump their bodies full of like um, exogenous, you know, steroids and hormones and all that shit. But they also pump their body full of insulin, and they make themselves dependent now on processed carbohydrates and sugars to not, like, not die because insulin is like a precursor for what muscle protein synthesis, I think. So they pump their bodies full of human growth hormone, insulin, and then everything else. No joke. And then some of these guys, if they pump too much, they'll literally start to like get dizzy and get faint. Like they're going to pass out and have to eat pop tarts or something real quick to like basically not die. That's how those guys die. Life Fucking. is not that serious with the food. Yeah, dude, just, I don't know. I I follow a lot of those guys. I'm a fitness nut. I work out every fucking day. I lift weights. I flex in the mirror. I do all of it. But oh, we know. <laughs> but 
the, the worst thing that I take and the worst thing that I use regularly is probably just like testosterone support, but it's all natural shit. I would never, unless I turn like 35 or 40 and my, my, you know, my natural testosterone really just fucking dives. It will. Know. It does to every man. There's no sustaining it. Once you get to that age, your body just doesn't produce it like you. And taking that stuff makes your body want to produce less too. So you just set yourself up for later in life to have a mangina. What do they say, dude? It's like some stupid, like short. It's like it's like live, live as a a lion for fifty years or a sheep for like seventy five or some some dumb shit, dude. But I will say though, there's never been one guy that I follow that hasn't died or had health issues because it fries your organs, it enlarges your organs, it fries your. This is we're kind of generalizing here. But prolonged usage of like human growth hormone, for instance, is going to enlarge everything. It enlarges your bones, your heart, every organ in your body. It, it enlarges it all. Um, and it, it fries the functioning of your body. A, a guy that I, I liked that was our age, he actually died a few years ago. His name was Dallas McCarver, dude. When they did the autopsy on him, he died in his kitchen. I think he, was, he, he died of choking on food because he was trying to eat to counteract the amount of insulin he took because he was getting faint and he was getting sick. So he had to get, put some sugar and some, you know, to balance out the amount of insulin he pumped full of in his body. And he died swallowing the food I think was like the cause of death, but they, they, they did a full autopsy on him. His heart was super enlarged. He had scarring on all these organs. He probably had like the internal health age of like a, a 65 year old unhealthy person. And That's he, so sad. dude. And he was, he, I think he died when he was like 25. Yeah. Cause he, he probably get, got to the point where he was super jacked and only worked for it for like three years but just had all these extra like supplements and things like that helping him get there 10 times faster than doing it the safe way i think i probably do it the safe way the sustainable way i mean i could always get more sleep but i think doing it every day i don't you know i went from being super obese to super skinny i got down to 210 i'm 230 now then the last couple of years, I've I've put on probably twenty pounds of like real deal weight. I mean, I'm not going to call it straight muscle, but I can show you pictures that it's pretty remarkable. And I just don't think people like the weight, dude. They don't want to wait. They don't want to put in work for two years. They want to put in work for what, like what you just said, six months. Well, sure, because social media makes it look like it's all just super attainable, like instantly on the spot. And people are fucking crazy. They'll go to the farthest lengths just to get it shit done. It's nobody exhausts their natural potential before turning to performance enhancing drugs. I, I maybe, I mean, I'm sure there's some people out there that have, but for the most part, I mean, it's just, it just doesn't happen. And, mm-hmm. and I, it scares me, dude, because I, I'm very, uh, I have a very addictive personality and it's good and bad, right? It's good when I'm on my A game and I'm being healthy and my routines down and everything else. But, but the second you go down that road, and you give yourself performance enhancing drugs that are making you recover quicker, you feel stronger, you look better, your sex drives through the roof, you just feel like fucking Superman, you will never want to come off of it. Ever. You ever catch dudes like in the locker room or anything, like injecting crazy shit yeah. and you just know this guy's roided out? You can tell. You can usually tell based on a guy's traps, which is funny because I actually have huge fucking traps just naturally. Sick. Yeah. I, dude, I saw a dude with his traps. They went up past his ears. They were connected to his fucking jawbone. Some Clinton, <laughs> some Clinton Portis type shit. 
Well, you have you have way more androgen receptors in your in your neck than anywhere else in your body. So I think that's why you can real if you if you got a dude's traps look like fucking Mount Everest. There's probably a good chance. It's just that's just not very natural. But I don't see how guys get obsessed with that kind of like goal. You know, you never want to get off of it, dude. Why? You can't. Your whole endocrine system, your entire hormones, you're you're fucked. You they very rarely will you ever have normal levels of anything. So the at the very least, you have to go from you know uh, you're blasting all these drugs for X amount of time to get big and whatever. You got a show coming up, but most guys just do it for just day to day appearance, man. And then you have to at least come down to a point where like a maintenance level, and you're probably on that forever. You will probably be stuck injecting a couple different compounds of, of drugs or steroids in your body for the rest of your life because your endocrine system will never catch up. It's like, uh, you know, you, you're, you're pumping your body full of these hormones and your body eventually is just like, hey, I'm, you obviously don't need me anymore. You're doing it yourself. And Jeez. then it just never, it never turns back on the right way. It's funny because they sound totally blind, but at the same time, they're probably so focused on what they're eating to put in their body and they're like thinking, I'm healthy, ooh, I'm healthy. But really, it's they're the just fucking their body up, body it, up real bad. It should not be called a health and fitness industry because it's the total fucking opposite. Hmm. It's the absolute total opposite. They preach what what they preach and what they're proponents of is absolutely not in reality aligned with anything healthy or aligned with longevity or uh, it's immediate gratification and that's what it caters to, man. If you want immediate gratification, go hit the gym for six months and work a normal fucking bro split. And take some steroids, and you're gonna get big. And guess what? They're expensive, man. If you keep it's it's a it's a real deal drug habit, dude. It's a fucking it's you're injecting drugs into your body, and and I don't know when I've been I've had guys hit me up, and even at the gym when I go work out at different gyms, it's not just like a chain gym like Planet Fitness. I, I've had plenty of frank conversations with these guys, and they're very shameless about it. They're very open about it. They're very they're very honest about it. Every single guy that I have talked to or follow on Instagram personally or, or impersonally have all eventually come to the conclusion of staying natural. They all look back and they always say, man, I wish I stayed natural. Like, hey, I look big right now. But they always fucking say they wish they stayed natural. Yeah. It's an obvious choice, but I get it. You get addicted and then you just get fucked. I remember when I first started hitting the gym. I saw it was it was it was like when JJ Watt in the NFL for the Houston Texans when he was on the cover of like Men's Health. Mm-hmm. He was on the cover of Men's Health, and we were in, I was in line with Bliss, and she points at the magazine. I, we might have lived in Oceanside. I made an old vine out of it because she said it, and then I recorded her saying it because I fucking recorded my whole life like an idiot. She says, uh, "Oh, Dada." Mm-hmm. She 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 thought I looked similar to JJ Watt. And so that to me was like, okay, well, JJ Watt's clearly not on steroids, but when it comes to these athletes, but when it comes to these athletes that get popped for PEDs and steroids and everything else, what they actually do is they they don't really care because I I guess the science is we have a, a certain amount of muscle cells and muscle fibers in every area of our bodies. But when you run a couple cycles or one cycle or a second cycle of whatever, actually, it increases the amount of fibers. So even if you do it once, some of the drugs, I guess, can actually increase the amount of muscle fibers. So even if you're off it now, you have the capability to pack on more muscle and strength. So it's almost worth it if you, I guess, are a competitive athlete looking for that edge. But Well, the sucky thing there is you know guys are just flat out doing that. So you're, you're working 10 times as hard as these guys if you even want to stand a chance. 
So my guess would be fucking 50%, 60 maybe up to 90% of those guys are roided out for sure. Or else they're never going to make it. They're not going to get that check, you know? I've had plenty of people hit me up and they say, man, that's an amazing transformation. Like you lost a lot of weight and you obviously figured out how to like build up your natural foundation. Um, you have no idea how amazing you would look if you did 18 months of like these three compounds and, and they gave me like a schedule of how much to take and stuff. And, and I just find that really kind of insulting because you compliment my work ethic, but then you, you instantly want to like guinea pig me. It's almost like you want to coach me. You want to see, you want to see and like, kind of like encourage me to take these. It's the same difference of being at a fucking frat party and someone like, Hey dude, do this Coke, smoke this fucking dude. I, it's so insulting. I, I, it really rubs me the wrong way. And I've posted screenshots of people that say, Oh, Oh, that's all steroids. It's all steroids. I'm like, fucking Hey dude, definitely not. Absolutely. A million. I, it scares me to death because I know that, um, with my family history and who I am, you know, my habits have to be set and healthy and regimented. Um, or I could easily go down the dark path and I ate myself to almost fucking 400 pounds. Like I could definitely do some damage to myself and it would be so contradictory for me to bring myself to such a healthy place, work so hard to get to such a healthy place and work so hard naturally to it basically just throw it away for fucking no reason at all. Oh, in my opinion. Yeah, it's funny because you've already lived through it. It's almost like you did steroids and got better just because of where you came from, you know, with the obesity. Yeah. Either of those directions is just equally as bad. So you know what it's like. I I empathize with people that, that want to get healthy quick. But here's the thing. Everybody's so focused on the on – this is cliche to say, but it's, it's the most true thing you'll ever hear about a, a, a body transformation. You're so focused on the physical, you forget that it's in, it's an entirely mental game. That's it. And I'm so glad that I was as big as I was because it was like every 30 or 40 pounds, I had to dig deeper. I had to find a different level of who I was. I had to strategize better. I had to plan better. I had to be better. I had to gradually like level up every step of the way to the point where I was like mentally fucking fortified, dude. It was I was I was just the that amount of adversity and discipline that you develop and you go through in that journey, I man, I, I've replicated in other parts of my life and been very successful, whether it's in sales or whether it's in just any any capacity, any any part of my life. Um, and that you want that. You don't want to shortcut it. You want to find out who you are. It's a self discovery process, and you find out why the fuck did I get that big? What was I? Where was I at? You discover and you deal with the problem along the way. If you get fucking fit, if you go from 300 pounds to 200 pounds in six months, I, ah, I, I don't know, man. There's no rush. There's no rush. Take your time because I, I, anybody that I've coached or mentored about weight loss or health, I say, hey, there's no rush, man. There is no rush. It's going to take however long it takes. But you, when you keep your mind clean and, and you keep that slate and you, clean and you're honest with yourself through the process, just find out who you are, find out why that happened. And as you get healthier, take care of those parts that you weren't taken care of before. So you don't get back to that place. Exactly. That's it. Because I can't imagine anyone trying to go through one of these journeys, angry at themselves the whole time. Don't do it out of like rage or like, uh, you're just regretful. Like how could I even ever be like that? Just appreciate where you came from, why you're doing what you're doing now and set out some goals for yourself. You were hanging out with me 
the morning it all changed. You spent the night at my old little studio where me and Lanny lived off of Nabal, that little like hole in the wall studio that like behind that dirt road, behind that main house that her dad owned. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was working the double deuce. I was a bouncer at this place downtown and I was carrying all these big heavy buckets of ice and like liquid to the curb. That's where they dumped them at the end of the night, like down the sewers. It was just water and just like ice and stuff. And I thought I, I pulled, I got a hernia. I felt like a tug and like my groin up into my nutsack. And, uh, and then I went to the doctor that next morning and I remember I stepped on the scale and I thought I weighed 330 pounds. I thought I weighed 330. I was positive I weighed 330. And that fucking thing said like 380 something. And I said, is this on fucking ounces or kilograms? What the fuck is this? Please don't tell me this is pounds. Oof. And um, he said my groin was fine. He gave me the note to go back to work. But I remember I went home and you were there. And I remember I was so humiliated and I was so scared. But I asked you, I said, how much do you think I weigh? And I think you said 330. I said, dude, I weigh almost 400 pounds. And you were just like, whoa. You were sleeping still. I remember I woke you up when I came back. We were doing something. But when I came back from the doctor, I, you, it was just us there. And then I woke you up. I was like, dude, I just went to the doctor. How much do you think I weigh? And you're like, oh, what, 330, 320, like whatever. I was like, fuck, dude, I'm almost 400 pounds. And that was a, a corner turn, cornerstone change of, of time in my life where I – yeah, it's crazy to think you can oh. get to that point because it's like you weren't just some single guy going off and like fucking up, just gaining all this weight. You're dating someone. You're surrounded by people all the time and probably pretty sure doing like family outings and things like that. Yeah. At least with her side of the family, you think, shit, this is going to, I'm going to get caught by, called out by someone else before I have to end up at a doctor's being told I gained all this weight without even knowing. It's such a trip. Yeah, you just you lose track of it, man, and that's the mental end of it. And then, um, honestly, it 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 was kind of an indicator of how unhappy I was, because something was so fundamentally flawed that I was eating probably five six thousand calories a day like clockwork, and I was still super active. I was still skateboarding. I was still working out. I was still playing soccer, but I was I was neglecting myself. I was as much as I was catering to myself I was neglecting myself and and I started a journal dude when I started a food journal I it was such an emotional journey because I would I would look at like the food I was eating before and then I was I was baffled dude I mean I think my bills were probably like 1200 bucks a month and I was making like six grand a month me and Lanny had a bunch of money and we just were I, I ate out every single meal breakfast lunch dinner Starbucks in between I was probably spending 30 40 bucks a day on food mm -hmm. easily easily dude i was eating so much fucking food unreal like i was training for world's strongest man <laughs> not even kidding and now and now i mean i fast for 16 18 hours a day sometimes and i can have a i could have an 800 calorie lunch and then like a 300 calorie uh dinner and that's a lot less than i normally eat but now i mean it's just like food for fuel and that's my whole grand point. There's no rush. Figure out who you are. Figure out why you got to that point. And don't be afraid to be honest with yourself. I swear to God, you come out of it. As, as much as you come out of it a better person physically and you think that reflection is a reflection of who you really are, your, your head space, you're in a completely different realm. You have figured yourself out. You've mastered a part of yourself. Maybe not mastered, but you've, 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 that you've had your coming to God moment and you've really – 
identified who you are and you found out who you are, man. And that's the joy of it. That's 10 times better than how I look now physically with just how clean my mind is and how much more I understand myself without a doubt. So yeah, that was a bit of a tangent, but that is obviously something I'm super passionate about. And if you know me, you know, that's like probably one of the biggest testimonies I, I own in my life, but we're coming up on an hour on this sucker. This God time just flies by. Um, I wanted to take a second here towards the towards the end of the podcast. I think this is a good time um, to just pay homage uh, to a friend, to two friends, um, their brothers Justin and Brad, who uh, who recently lost their their dad, David. Um, it's actually his birthday today, so happy birthday, David! Um, they had a memorial for him yesterday. It was a very heartfelt, a very touching ceremony, um, and and the Garcia family is going through quite a bit. And we just wanted to let you guys know that you are in our thoughts, you're in our hearts, and we are very sorry for your loss. Um, and we hope that you guys continue to get through your loss and this tragedy with as much grace, um, as, as possible. Absolutely. Anybody that that knows those brothers knows just how sweet and caring, just likable guys they are. And there's only one way to be like that, man. Their father raised them right. And we just got nothing but love for those guys. Yeah. I mean, David, he served in the Marine Corps and he was a, he was a cop here in San Diego for 20 years. And he was, you know, one of our football coaches and just, just, an all-American hero, and uh, it is clear that your sons are going to carry on your legacy. And uh, just our, our, our most genuine condolences going out to the uh, Garcia family during this time. And uh, with that, we're going to wrap up the podcast for today. Thank you guys for listening. Please uh, like and subscribe. We are now on pretty much every podcast provider. We're on uh, Anchor. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple, and then also I think Radio FM. So. It's pretty cool that this sucker's getting syndicated. Um, we should have a new episode up next week. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Thanks for listening.